T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. April the 6th, 2018. It's the real KNC. Trying to be Glenn Ordway right there. With a blue check mark. Blue check mark. Ken Laird. Chris Curtis. Interesting week on the show. Interesting week. You and I were sort of pulled into one of the major stories of the week. Ken Laird, senior producer of the Kirk and Callahan show, reporting that... I mean, I've always been a football expert. Sitting there, whether he's at night doing the, the Red Sox filling in for you or doing his weekend show, uh, doing the NHL, you have the best football writer in America. Uh, I'd say I mean, new, why, why the newsmaker. Why the, I don't write about newsmaker. Just yeah. an old school gumshoe. Yeah. I really became a true insider this week, I feel like. Well, you sort of grew as a reporter and as an NFL guy when you had lunch with Sims in the uh, press room. A Steelers-Bears game, yeah. Yes, That's a legendary story. How about that? I mean, that was all-time. Almost as good as when Drellick didn't get his iced tea from his Grubhub guy today. That was... <laughs> Epic all-timer. My Grubhub driver delivery guy recognized me the other day, okay? Grubhub delivery guy. Wow. (laughs) Breaking news. Don't tell Florio. How much did he buy? I forgot my iced tea. And I didn't report it because I felt bad. Drellick's got some good stories. I feel like he really packs a punch with the story. He's just awesome. He is a weird guy, man. Very good text from a friend right now. August and everything after. Counting Crows reference. We got a lot of Drellick. We'll get to him this week. But Florio, uh, subtract another of one of our uh, Friday football guests. Florio is out. <laughs> Goodbye. Oh, man. What? what a sensitive bitch. But I get upset when people are abusing the platform. Things just sort of take a life of their own in this show. They, they just come up and it's boom. They're everywhere. And I feel like that... <laughs> Was unbelievable. So you um, think he's dealing him? He is dealing him. He's dealing him. In the next couple weeks, Gronk is gone. Gone. It was one story, 12up.com, picks up your report. This was Tuesday when Kirk was out, so I have to step up a little bit when Kirk's out. or I try to. You do, and and Jerry actually encourages it. Shut up and let's hear from Kane. And you had a very strong take about... Rob Gronkowski being traded. Still accurate, by the way. Florio should have stuck with the story. Get the hell out of here with that nonsense. We're just having fun. As I am wont to do, I tweet out breaking news. It's just a joke. It's a bit. This random website, 12up.com, just sort of transcribes the tweet into a story. Now, Mike Florio, kind of slow, dead time, not a lot going on, is looking for anything. We aggregate to get up on his website, to get on his radio show, and to just resurface. Yeah. And so he takes a 12-up story, doesn't call me or text me, and I mean this honestly, during the football season, about once a week, we will communicate with each other, whether it's- Oh, you and Florio talk that much? I tried to explain that to Chris Curtis. Well, I mean, just via email or text, there'll be something with Brady. I almost always will say, hey, Mike, Brady said X, Y, or Z, here's the sound, whatever. And it it helps us because it gets to a website that has a lot of traffic that sends them back to our interview. And it helps him because he has sort of first dibs on the biggest star in the NFL Mm -hmm. on his weekly interview. So he could have contacted me in two seconds. He knows who I am. He knows the show. He's been on it many times. I don't think he does know the show. Oh, by the way, these are the people who think it's funny to just pretend that something that's true or that's false is true or that's true is false. Whatever the hell it is. You know, they know who we mean. Well, he doesn't know the show, right? He doesn't understand the show. And so he takes your report, which is... Obviously a goof. Takes it trans- Not a goof, but go ahead. Right. And it's not even goddamn April Fool's Day. Sorry, Shefty. And so transcribes the 12-up report, doesn't contact me, and then 
I, against Kirk's wishes, we were in an office meeting with Joe Zarbano, and we all sa- he said, and we came to the agreement that I should call and tell him, <laughs> tell Florio, this isn't a real story. Yeah, you were not going to call. No, it was you were. I told you the news after the show. Florio just picked up my report, and you were stunned. You couldn't believe it. <laughs> Literally, you were stunned, and I think I said, "Should we tell him about it?" And you said, "I, I don't know what your response was, but you were not—you were on the fence, leaning toward not telling him." Well, my inner Minahan was saying, "Don't." Good job, Curtis, because he would love to see this guy sink in it. But I felt, in the end, I like—I sort of agreed with you and Joey in that. Okay, well, if we ever want to have a relationship with this guy down the line, you're on the list, buddy. I should just give him the courtesy of a phone call and say, "Hey, here's what happened." So before our meeting starts, I in go, hindsight you were right. We should not have right because he was such a fucking he was a two year old right. And I'm a big boy. I can take it. So I call and I said, "Hey, Mike, Chris Curtis," and his tone of voice the second I called, he knew. Oh shit! When someone else steps in and I end up passing it along on my website, it's on my shoe and I have to scrape it off. But it, it really is incredible. The, the parody accounts transcribed the original quote that he had describing me and my report that I, as a senior producer, must have talked to somebody around some situation. It was so convoluted. I mean, it's unbelievable. And this guy who, whatever, has a role on the most watched TV show in the country, Sunday Night Football's Football Night in America, that studio show is as highly rated as anything on TV. He's on there every week. And he's grabbing at... Kirk and Callahan reporting breaking news in the next couple weeks. They're going to trade Rob Gronkowski. It's just a joke. It's a bit. Well, he's so tight with Rosenhaus. I really believe now my report is true. Oh, uh, boy. Rosenhaus has been feeding him the possibility that this is going to happen. So he's been waiting for any legitimate report to come out there. And, of course, mine is highly legitimate. Scoops layered. Right. That Gronk's going to get traded. So I still think it's going to happen. It could very well be, and that would be perfect if it did. But... His response that later that day in the following, you know, the podcast that afternoon, the text with me that night. I mean, people, we always say there's not many people that could do this show, you know, that work could work with Kirk and Jerry or deal with the spotlight. It's really true. I mean, people are, even the people at that point of this profession are that thin skinned and fucking children. So I was pissed off that you can't just say, my mistake, and he's begging me, basically imploring me to just apologize so he can go onto his little website and say, producer Chris Curtis, apologize for this, mm. and I just didn't do it. Like, there was nothing to apologize for, and... You have nothing to apologize for. That's, you know, our show is riddled with sarcasm from start to finish. That's, I think, it proves our point is that when you're a f- you're in the football reporting bubble, these guys don't comprehend that there's somebody who would want to just laugh and goof about stuff, you know, just to be... I mean, they, they are so serious about this stuff. And I'm dead serious so serious well i mean you heard his show when we were doing our training and it's like there was never a laugh it was like volan for fucking six hours again not my choice we're trying to do what we can to entertain you though and we will continue to do so as we talk about football like deadly serious football 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 and the the craziest they get is when they get into the color rush which mutt likes turquoise olympics color rush the olympics aren't complete to me without football. Some edgy takes. Uh, speaking of edgy takes, we had uh, we gave Drellick, he was in uh, three days this week. Wow. We gave Drellick an opportunity to uh, take the reins at 8 o'clock today and go baseball talk. Ooh. Where did he go with that? Drellick and Callahan with Mutt program. I, I blacked when, out. When he, as soon as I heard Mike Carp come out of his mouth, <laughs> I thought, uh-oh. It'd get a good year out of somebody. Say a guy like Mike Carp. This is not going anywhere <laughs> yeah, good. Well, it's already a Mutt Friday, so radios are off across the city. The second Mike <laughs> Carp was said, the whole city went black. Jerry set the tone today with the bullpen ERAs. Here's your ERAs. David Price, 0.0. 
Chris Sale, 0.82. Uh, Brian Johnson, my man, 1.5. He got mad at me for oh, bringing it up. Oh, did he ever. Jesus. At the Kirk's door not waiting. here. Ken is like lost. He He's doesn't like, care. This lost little puppy looking out the window. Let's read ERAs again, Jerry. Why don't we go back to the Red Sox uh, starter? <laughs> oh, 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 wait. Did I just get did I just get criticized by Ken Laird? You know what drop has gotten better with time is Butchie going through the schedule. Oh, the Butch schedule. Right I mean, that, it's incredible. I feel like every time I hear it, it gets funnier. Here's their schedule for the month of June after coming back of a 10-game road trip. It's not a drop, though. It's only great in its length. I mean, right. you got to go through the whole 45 <laughs> seconds. Yeah. They're home for five days. Then they go on a nine-game road trip. They go to Philadelphia, two here with Philly, and then two Philly. Three in Houston. Uh, excuse me, seven road trip. Excuse me, eight-game road trip. Two in Philly, three in Houston, three in Kansas City. Right. They then come home yeah. for two teams, the Angels in Minnesota. Seven games, three against the Angels and four against Minnesota. It's really appreciated. <laughs> But we played that yesterday. That's what I, I heard. The second I heard we go to like the fourth ERA on the roster, <laughs> I was like, this is Butchie's schedule getting right back to it. But anyway, uh, the best part of the show today, Jerry was happy because Mutt was ripping Kirk's podcast. Correct. Uh, it was a great podcast, right? Uh, no, I didn't like it. <laughs> I did not like the podcast because it was it was very, it was a Joan Benet Ramsey type feel to Yeah, there was. A helicopter parent. Using their kid as a prop to hurt a coworker like right. that that really it, it was is, offens- offensive at some level to have his son read a script over and over again mocking me for no reason. He was egging him on to get him to, to rip it. He was. I don't even think Mutt was really serious. That's the thing about Jerry's right about this. Nobody really hates Mutt, I, with the exception of Mikey and Andy Hart pretends to. But it's hard to take him seriously when he's ripping something like this today. I don't know. Jerry was happy to try to make a case that Mutt was attacking Kirk, but he really wasn't. But that didn't stop Kirk from really taking it and running with it. No, and I'm with you on Mutt. The nicest human being I met in this business, and there's not a close second, and he is, even when he's mad or angry, it's hard to tell what part is actual mad, being mad or angry, or just trying to show that he, to give the impression that he's angry or dislikes something. Right. Roger Goodell is not freaking quoted. Anyway, so today, he, you know, he went on his, his uh, anti-podcast uh, diatribe, and then uh, Kirk called in, and oh my god. I hate to ruin your mood, but uh, your little monkey here, Mutt, did not like the podcast. Oh, he doesn't care. He ripped it for 20 minutes this morning are already. The, are you talking about the guy who when he got fired because his ratings sucked so bad four years ago, I went to Kevin Grant's office and kept his job? Yes, you or did. the guy yeah. who, yes. after he yep, yep, is an yep. adult, uh, is absolutely hammered Slobbering, going all over Saratoga. Again, called me crying the next day. And understood. Was, was not was not crying, but okay, I might have been crying. That one. I mean, might've the guy crying. who a week later, and I know I'm a bad father with my podcast. A week later, had his kids in the car. The guy who's at a Mexican restaurant, hammered driving yes. around. Yes, that's the guy. guy. That's exactly. That's yep, that guy. was good. Sure. Yep. I know the feeling of being on the other end of those. That was a beatdown by Minahan. Kirk was in a good mood, though, you said. Very good. I said hello. He said good morning. I, th- I don't think I've ever heard him say good morning before in my life. <laughs> good morning. How are you? And um, so he was ready to go at Augusta National. We might even get a Faxon appearance Monday. He's so into the Masters right now. <sighs> Our conversation with Brad Faxon. Uh, the other running theme of the week was Get Up and its debut. We had oh. that... Uh, Monday, and uh, Kirk declared it dead about three minutes after the show debuted. I think it was like 7.03. So then the show started, and they get right into it, or? Well, there's a good topic I think they let off with, if you guys want to. I'm going to take a, am I going to be able to guess this one, do you think? Well, there's first some witty banter oh, back and forth. Oh, oh I know, love witty banter. Stuff. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I love witty banter. It doesn't say that in the, in the teleprompter, does it? Witty banter now. Be, be witty here. <laughs> Read verbatim. <laughs> 
We were all Batman. I agree. We just started, and already it's a disaster. And by the way, it is a blizzard in New York City this morning. We envisioned having a beautiful view of the East River, which is right behind us. And you can't see a thing because right now it's a snowstorm. Yeah. Have fun, Yankees. Uh, shout out to Hembo. Okay, show's over. Show's over. Done. Good. We're done. Dead on arrival. And this is just the perfection for us. It's everything we are not. Your run has been fun, but in the end, it's the nun who will not be. One and done. It's everything all focus groups and executives across the country tell you we should be. Cristiano Ronaldo is 33 years old. And just look at this. I don't even know what to say. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's historic failure. I mean, you cannot put into adequate words how absolutely damaging this is to ESPN. Well, I was told uh, get up and I wanted to put this get up on. Brand new studios. I think over $100 million dollars. For the studios, at least. 70 people on staff, full-time pay. The $15 million for the hosts. The greatest Final Four performance of all time, however, it has to begin with Bill Walton. And now you have a 100,000 or less than 200,000 viewers for the show. Colossal failure. And in radio, lead-ins affect shows. So like if you have a good morning show and a good afternoon show, it helps each other. So the 7 to 10 lead-in for the 10 o'clock programming at ESPN and the rest of the day was really setting the foundation for a large viewership across all ESPN shows. With this get up, you're down 20%. So now all ESPN programming basically throughout the day is down 20%. It's Unbelievable. And that's a segui into our next topic. Can I go larger big picture theme here? I feel like yeah. Butch. Can I get something off my chest here? Laura Ingram was a big headlines topic. David Hogg and people going after her sponsors. This has been an issue that's come up on our show in the past. And if everything is killed, if this is like a theme that continues where anything that's said that's edgy or controversial or even even not edgy or controversial, you just get into issues that people care about. If we become so PC that that's killed, we are left with get up. We are left with CMB in the afternoon in New York. It's 214. This is happening in front of our very eyes. These are safe shows that they're putting millions and millions of dollars into, and nobody is watching. I, I don't know what the breaking point here is, but how many times can you trot it out? I, I mean, it's, it's not like this is new, like ratings versus revenue has been a huge thing in the entertainment business forever, but we're dangerously close to having shows like ours eradicated from the earth, and all we're left with is this just boring PC bland nothingness. Here we go for Greenie's Word of the Day on day two of Get Up, weekdays 7 to 10 Eastern time on ESPN. Kayla Johnson, social media director, what is my word of the day? Vociferous. Which is ironic that Trump is president while all this is happening. Maybe that's created to it somehow, that the, like the, the backlash of it has spawned this. That's but an excellent, excellent point. I agree 100%. And I think I talk to friends, family at times who, you know, especially around Easter, you see aunts and uncles or whatever, like, oh, you need to talk more sports or, you know, they don't like Jerry's politics or this or that. And they say, you know, why don't you do X or Y? Why don't you talk more sports or hockey or whatever? And I say, you, the, the, the people dictate our programming in a perfect world when shows are allowed to grow or fail in a in a free market you know all that stuff you know whether it's boston new york chicago philadelphia you told you know you you can list off the markets the way the model is gone and what you just alluded to ratings be damned safety it's safety yeah client like companies just don't want to even be bothered by any negative backlash now there's so there's, there's such fear of them being associated i i don't well, well, know what it is i don't it's, get what the thinking is there but it's the ease with which and the power that the offended quotation marks <clears throat> consumer has right like no time in the history of this medium people out there if they don't like something they have never been more empowered 
to stop it. And the ease with which you can gain a celebrity status or stop speech you disagree with is it's 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 scary how easy it is. And I'm not a Trump guy, but like he throws the papers up, but I'm not going to stick to the scripts. There there is a refreshing part of that. This is part of the reason the guy got elected, right? I mean, this is there's a section of the country, a huge section of the country that just found it refreshing he was non-politician, but yet it's a weird thing to watch. Well, what do you think Jalen Rose, Michelle Beadle, and Mike Greenberg talk about when the lights aren't on? If they were to sit down and have lunch today. Word of the day? I think they throw out like a green. <laughs> do you think they do the vociferous <laughs> and they get into, you know, how Ronaldo has a great soccer kick or whatever? Well, Trelick like did emollient, you know, so that's, that's <laughs> in like his book. Th- and you're right, Go the, Red Sox. T- the title was Transcendent, comma, an emollient. Have you never used that word in your, no. in your work? I no, either. I don't like to use words when nobody knows what they that's mean. That's not that Who big are you word? writing for? Come on. A preparation that softens the skin. She applied in emollient. <laughs> that's the word you use to describe the Red Sox championship? The president's emollient approach to emollient approach can't even pronounce it look up emollient what about that what you sit around this is what this is part of kirk's brilliance is that you know why are we going to talk about this off the air if it's interesting enough for us to consume our time about it discussing it off the air let's bring it to the air let's have the conversations nobody sits down as kirk points out says let's do a whip around the nfc west and talk about their quarterback situation the other side of it though sometimes on our show the bullying comes to us you were back in the crosshairs for kirk on uh, thursday Uh, wednesday this was Wednesday, right? How about this like emerging Curtis cool guy attitude? What do you think of this? I, I think Curtis a lot. talks way too much. On I agree. Show. I, I don't to- know what happened. I, I but- totally agree with that. I'm not even sure how you got brought into this. I said I- something. I, I honestly don't. I tried to sort of black that day out, but yeah, there was a moment where I jumped in and Drellicon was in his zone out period. Mutt was kind of wearing down. I jumped in with something. It didn't make sense, and Kirk just had had this festering thing that he thinks I'm jumping in trying to be glib and funny too much. I, I said that to him the other day. He has become like. Like Little Jet, where it's like, what do you, do you think you're a character on the show? Like, why do you weigh in all the time? I thought that was an interesting story about something that happened behind the scenes that other people well, who cares? You're not the only radio show. He piles on. Is this thing where he there piles on the show. There, there are people in the car of interesting stories. They don't go on the radio and talk. You don't, you don't have a radio show. Okay, that's fine. You're the boss. But, what, but why did you say that? Like, why are you doing these little one-liners that aren't funny? Like, I don't get it. Who's, 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 who has told you you can do this? Nobody. Like I'm serious though, you're gonna get the thing where you get mad at me. But like, what, where is this born from? He tried to get to the bottom of it, and then just he wanted callers to weigh in on Curtis. Wanted role. callers yeah. to weigh in, but also wanted to put me down. Nothing. You were talking about what Evan was. No, no, discussing. No, 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 no. Like lately, with the jokes and the one, like, what do you like? You're not funny. I can handle that. Like, why? Why do you think you can do that all of a sudden? I have the ability to make Kirk incredibly angry. Very quickly. I don't know what it is about me. I don't know why it is. He's even talked about that on his podcast that I create some sort of anger in him <laughs> that he can't describe. Actually, it was kind of one of the better segments of the show that day. So it's, again, part of Kirk's brilliance. And this stooge. People relate to you because at their jobs, they're getting pushed around by millionaires who take it out on their employees, etc., etc. Right. There's also, I think, a sick fascination with some people. They just like to see other people getting pummeled. Oh, absolutely. So there's both of that going on. But for the most part, people came to your defense, as they have been, I think, fairly recently when these things have come up. Karen's in Agawam. Hello, Karen. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Um, I'm good. Listen, you gotta you got to lay off Curtis. People have your back. Yeah, it's interesting. You brought this up, and I hadn't thought about it, where before, maybe early on in the show, the new Kirk and Callahan inception, and definitely during the Dennis and Callahan days, it was sort of 100% against me, you know, drunken mess. Well, I didn't know drunken, but, you know, fat, slob, lazy, Brian Hoyer doesn't get things done. Yeah. 
And then, you know, that's sort of the tide has turned a little bit with that with the audience, because I think they hear the show that you and I are, you know, behind the scenes with and that, you know, we definitely it's not for lack of effort when things go wrong and we definitely try our best. So they sort of have our back. But I do think it's a perfect sort of balance of 50 percent want to be that guy who's punching down at the guy that screens the calls like a douche and is kind of like a, you know, yeah. know it all moron. And you have the rich thing going, which is right. your only it, unlikable quality, I think, is the fact that your your father pays all your bills. Correct. Or that, that's the perception that I've that I've never paid for anything out of my own pocket. Which right. Is partially true. I was able to use my dad's points. So, yes, that I'm a child of privilege that and people like to beat down on that and that I'm sort of an entitled member of this show. And then you have the other side that likes to fight against the, you know, rage against the machine of like, yes. the power, and that's what you know I'm viewing as. And uh, you've been a big part of the show lately with the Bracket of the Brainless, so you've been emboldened to kind of chime in more. Right. And I think you've done a pretty good job of having some funny lines. Patrick Reed, ha! Kathy's in the money! I viewed it as if I ever do anything that Kirk doesn't want, he would tell me immediately. When there's a little bit of quiet, or there's you know people looking around, if I say something, two things happen, and both are usually good. It's either funny, which is rare, or it's dumb. Both cause a positive effect on the show. Yeah. If I'm- it's dumb, then... Curtis, shut up, you idiot, beat you over the head. It's a drop that we have for forever. And if it's funny, people laugh. So I viewed it as that, you know, jump in there. If Kirk doesn't want me to ever speak again, I won't ever speak again. Kirk's instinct was correct. It was an interesting topic, but people came to your defense. Yeah, it was, it was something to watch. Yeah, it was wild. All right. Kind of got lost there, sir. Yeah, we got lost in... Uh... My apologize. I don't know where we went there. Anyway, the good weekend is upon us. Yes. Next week, Jerry is committed to having Mutt all five days. Yes, and he will not lose that battle Never. at all. No, not going to happen. The Yankee series is not that important. They're going to pull mud off that Tuesday through Thursday. Well, I have two teases for you next week. One, I'm hearing Jerry Wednesday night, Yankees big spot. Jerry is going to replace Mutt doing pre and post on the Sox. 78 degrees and sunny. I think they're expecting uh, to cool off later. Oh, so I've heard that as well. Joe and Tim, that'll be exciting. Yes. We can report that now. And second, what can we say here? A voice you haven't heard on this radio station or around the city of Boston. And we've got a, uh, a return of a, a friend of the show that hasn't been on yet coming on Friday. Could very likely be heard on Kirk and Callahan next week. Is it Harry Minahan? Oh, yes. Uh, he's already going to be, I think he's in with Dale and Keith. Probably Monday still at WrestleMania for the post-show stuff next week. Yeah? Well, yeah, he's doing Well, he's doing the Monday Dale and Keith post-WrestleMania <laughs> show. <laughs> Dave Meltzer and Harry Minahan both in studio with Dale and Keith Monday 2 to 6, which should be good. Great podcast. Cross-podcast promotion. Got to check out the latest Enough About Me, episode 81, Harry Minahan. It's unbelievable. You hear Harry's voice, the sweetest, most innocent <laughs> kid. Who likes beer the most? What? It's Kirk's uh, son. It's crazy. Two generations. Kirk That's is right. True. Brilliant. Um, so, uh, and Kirk's not opposed to pimping him out, basically. He said that today on his yeah, he He's handing out, <laughs> what, half-naked pictures at Augusta? I support that. I think it's- <laughs> We've had conversations with a couple of agencies, and, I mean, Harry will absolutely be a model. He's going to do modeling, and he's going to do... The, he's built for the runway. I mean, you've seen him. The kid's a tank. I, I don't... What's wrong with that? Okay, right. so next week... A new face or voice may be heard on the show. I can't really tease too much because I haven't checked with uh, the Overlord and um, Jerry. So we'll, we'll see how that goes. But I would tune in next week. I think it will be interesting to hear from this person. Uh, good weekend. See you Monday. It is currently twit. Uh, Jesus, Mary. That's what's trending now on WEI and WEI.com. Good weekend. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today.
Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.